Viewer discretion is advised. And welcome back, everybody, to Rogue Patriot Radio. This is Craig, and I will be alone today. Um, today's little episode, we're going to talk about Men's Health Awareness Month. Um, for those of you who didn't know that, that is this month. Um, National Flag Week is coming up next week. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk some more about men's mental health this month. Um, very important issue. Uh, another issue that uh, goes hand in hand with uh, some of the things we've been talking about with um, veteran suicide and whatnot. Um, seeing as though, according to the statistics, um, white male veterans are more likely to commit suicide than any of their brothers and sisters in arms, which is kind of crazy. So, we'll go, just jump right on in, and here's the first little thing for you. From the minute you wake up, you are exhausted, but heaven forbid you actually say it out loud. The expectations of you are set very high, but the gratitude for them is low. You have to succeed or your worth is non-existent. You're lonely even in a crowded room. Your priorities are always last on the to-do list, otherwise you are considered selfish. Heaven forbid you are vulnerable, otherwise you come across as weak. You are forever skeptical when someone is nice to you because in the end, it was always done with ulterior motives. You can't be too nice, or you come across as fake or creepy. But being an asshole gets you nowhere either. You're stuck between wanting to just say F it and know you're worth just one more try. You want so badly to be understood, but it's safer to just stay silent. You go out of your way to make someone else's life easier, even if that means making yours twice as hard. You don't feel seen, and no one wants to hear what you have to say anyway. So you fade into the background, turn into a shell of who you once were. You lay back down at night and think, well, that was fun. Let's do it all again tomorrow. So that uh, came across my For You page on TikTok the other night. Um, I mean, that was just incredibly powerful and hit home um, very very hard um i don't know who else out there could uh feel that but i think that most guys if you were to ask and they were to be open about it i think that most guys would 100 percent agree with that uh, the sentiment of that video and what her point she was making here's the next one for you guys people don't fake their depression they fake being okay. They smile when they're going through hell. They joke and make others laugh even though they are empty inside. And they're always there for you because they don't want you suffering. There's another one um, right there that just kind of hits you in the chest when you sit back and think about it. Because, I mean, that's why a lot of us are the way that we are. You know, we... 
we worry more about other people and how they're feeling than we do about ourselves and um I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we don't want other people to feel or experience the things that we've felt, the things that we've experienced. And I think that that has a lot to do with it and why we are the way that we are. All right, here's the next one. Completely honest with myself. I'm, I'm tired. I'm I'm tired, and it's not a physical tired, it's, it's a very, you know, it's in the soul. It's like, I'm fucking tired. I'm tired of going through this shit, I'm tired of, tired of everything not working out, and I'm just like, I, I fucking tried. And, it's a, I can't not lie and say, it's not a, it's not like you don't want to live kind of thing, it's more of a, if God were sitting across from me right now, there would be a part of me that would just want to go up to him and say, listen, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm just, I'm fucking physically and mentally spent and I'm done. And it's a, it's a silent battle too. Um, and it's a, it's a battle we kind of hide from the world and from the people we love and the people we want to love or want to love us because who wants a broken person? You know, it's like if they knew, like if, if the people in your life knew how broken we were, like would they stay? And then that raises the question of like, how do I fix this? Can you fix this? I think sometimes we get to a point where we feel like we're a burden on others. And I think that plays a lot into why it is a silent battle and why we don't talk with others about it. Because one, we don't want to burden them. And two, we have that thought of, well, if they knew how broken I am, would they stick around or would they leave just like all the others? And I think that that plays a big part of why we keep it to ourselves, why we internalize it, and why we continue to just take it on ourselves and we don't ask anybody for help because we don't want them to leave. We don't want... I mean, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a lonely, lonely road. And it's one that we want. We don't want to do it alone. We want, you know, someone there helping us through. But we're afraid, I think, at the core, that if we were to open up, with somebody about it whether it's a family member whether it's it's someone we're interested in anything like that we're afraid that it would cause them to just basically wash their hands of us and not want anything else to do with us anymore 
um, because we're broken, because, you know, we can't be fixed, whatever the case might be. And I think that that is a lot and explains a lot of why we kind of tend to try to fight the darkness on our own. And I think some of it has to do with not wanting to be perceived as weak because in society, in general, you know, you see someone that's broken and you see someone that, that needs help and society looks down on them. I mean, look at, look at the homeless people. You know, a lot of the times it's not their fault, but society looks down on them and judges them. And I think that's also part of what we're afraid of, where we don't want to be looked at as weak. We don't want to be looked at and judged for the things that we're experiencing and going through mentally that we can't control. All right, here's the next one. Don't underestimate the hole your absence would leave. Mm. You know, each of us, we're remarkable creatures and we have something to offer to the world, to our people we love, to the world at large. It's our responsibility to make that manifest and we move a little farther away from paradise every time that doesn't happen. Really, really. That part right there kind of hit on something I think that we all need to remember. Um, and that being the case that we have something to offer that even though we might be broken, we still have something that we, we can offer people. And, you know, we can use that to help keep us going. I mean, one of the things that I spoke about uh, my last, uh, earlier today, actually, at my appointment with my therapist um, at the VA, I told her that, you know, we were talking about suicide and stuff like that and I had to go through these intake questions and answer a whole bunch of stuff. And, and one of them asked if I ever, basically asking if I ever had the thought to actually follow through, like if I took steps to start following through with, with the suicidal ideation and following through with it. And I explained that one of the things that I've noticed is that I try to help others a lot mentally and physically, but with their emotions and their mental state. Um, because I don't want them to deal with and go through some of the things that I've dealt with and gone through. And I think I think it's that way for a lot of us. 
um, we would much rather at that point I mean for us it's, it's not about us and how we feel it's about making sure that somebody else whoever we're talking to doesn't feel the same things because we know how bad it hurts and we know how much it sucks and we don't want anyone else to go through that pain and I think that that's also part of um, why we are the way that we are and do things the way that we do things and stuff like that. Alright, here's another one. Because I'm tired. I am tired of fighting every single day. I fight to wake up. I fight to go to sleep. All I do is fight for everybody else. Well, when is somebody going to feel like I'm good enough to fight for? I'm tired of surviving and I want to live. You think it's just so easy to get over everything? To just let go? You think I wouldn't give anything to let go? I want to be good enough for somebody to. That one uh, hit really hard. Um, I've seen several like that come across. Um, I think at the end of the day, a lot of us feel that way. And... You know, we we often wonder, at least I do anyway, you know, if it's just me thinking I'm not good enough or if, am I actually not good enough? Am I too much um, for someone to handle, you know, because of all my issues, not just the, the mental ones, but the physical ones as well. I got a whole lot wrong with me, thanks to the Army. Um, and the VA, of course, sucks at trying to fix anything. But anyway, um, so I think that's something that a lot of us go through and a lot of us question and feel. You know, we we just want to be loved for who we are and feel like we're good enough for somebody. And I know a lot of men don't talk about it, but I think that a lot of them probably feel that very same way. I would imagine, I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not just a, a few. I'm pretty sure it's pretty across the board for the most part. You are valuable. You are important. You're needed. You're appreciated. Anybody that has you part of their life is lucky to have you. And don't always blame yourself for everything that's going on in your life. There are a lot of things that happen that just aren't in our control. Please understand that you are important. And one day somebody's gonna come around and they're going to be appreciative of everything that you have to offer. So please, never forget that. And watch this again. I think that at the end of the day, that that's something that all of us need to remember, is that there are people, and, you know, there are people out there who are impacted positively by having us in their lives. And there, there is someone out there for everyone and we are good enough and we are enough for the right one 
Um, you know, we'll have people that come and go from our lives that I call them users. They, they use us for what they need from us. And whether that's helping them mentally or making them feel better about themselves or, or them experiencing something that they haven't before um, with others or whatever the case might be. But they use us for what they need us for. And then when they've gotten what they need, we are discarded and disposed of. And we just have to remember that that's not our fault. There's nothing, I mean, really, it's not our fault that that happened. That's just the kind of person that they are. Eventually, they'll find um, the person that they're, hopefully, they'll find the person that they're meant to be with that will give them what they you know long for and what they've been searching for their whole lives and and allow them to experience and share that same kind of love that we went in looking for um and that we were still looking for or are still looking for um but we can't blame ourselves for that we just need to to dust us dust ourselves off and get back on the horse as they say and and keep trying um don't pull back don't hide yourself from people um because at the end of the day we are important and we matter and we offer stuff to the world and to people that others don't You know what the saddest fucking shit is? The people that are the most broken and are hurting and are the saddest are the ones that would do absolutely anything for anyone else. Because they know the pain, they know what it feels like, and they don't want anyone else to have to go through that. But in doing so, they break even more, because nobody ever does that for them. That's something that we touched on a little bit before. Um, the things that we do and the way that we treat people because we don't want them to hurt are some of the things that we want from others and we don't get. And I think that plays a big part of why we are that way because we know the pain, we know the hurt, and we would rather put it on ourselves and not let not necessarily not let, but take some of that pain away from others and put it onto ourselves rather than making them go through it by themselves. And we end up breaking even more in the process of doing that because nobody does that for us. It's like that little cartoon that I saw recently where a guy leaves his house and he goes up to somebody and he something's wrong with them and he touches them or whatever and takes that onto himself and then he sees someone 
standing on a bridge looking down and he he talks him down and and gives him a hug and all of that pain goes into himself and then he does the same thing for another person to where he's completely filled up now and he goes back home and he's with his dog and and basically it's his dog who helps him at the end of the day um and i think that's how it is i think that you know as we go through life we see someone struggling with something and we we want we try to take that pain that struggle onto our own shoulders so they don't have to experience how much it sucks and how bad that pain is and in doing so we put more pain onto ourselves and we don't have usually anybody that's doing the same thing for us this was kind of tough i saw this quote that said now i have to remember you for longer than I've known you. So I played that as, as kind of a little thing for um, everybody to just remember those brothers and sisters who were part of the 22 a day um, for us to remember. Um, Because although we might not know them all, they're still family. And we can never forget the sacrifice that they made. And the battles that they went through and struggled with. It's something that every one of us struggles with. And that stigma that's attached especially in the military and veteran community and in the first responder community to suicide, I think is one that needs to be abolished because it doesn't mean you're weak. It just means you lost the battle. And I think at the end of the day, we need to remember the heroes that lost that battle not just on Memorial Day, but every day, because it's a battle that each one of us could lose at any given moment. Here's something else I stumbled across I wanna share with you guys. 1% of Americans, 1% of Americans understand the feeling of fighting for the freedoms that we hold so dear. Painkillers and antidepressants fill our shelves but we would never change our decision to serve. The red, white, and blue run through our veins and swell up our hearts with pride. We can't change what we experienced, forget what we saw. We can only manage the darkness that was caused. Dreams that torment, sleep that never comes. Always awake, but never present. Always awake, but always turned off. 1% of Americans understand the feeling of fighting for the freedoms that we hold so dear. 
The freedoms that many take for granted because they haven't fought to protect them. The freedoms that they expect but never truly understand. Broken but strong, 1% of Americans stand in unity to protect what we hold so dear, freedom. Just wanted to play that out there for you guys. So what I played that for is the 1% is what understands the things that we've been through, the things that we've seen, the things that we've smelled, the things that we've done. So when you are struggling, when you feel like it's too overwhelming, when the darkness becomes too much, when the pain becomes too much, reach out. Reach out to somebody so you can find help. I am going to pull up now. Um, oh wait, it's up here. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to pull up um, the information that I'd like to give out at the end of these talks. <clears throat> And I'm going to give it out again. Um, let's see. Let's click one open. These are at the end of all my blogs. Oh, yeah, I'm going to start doing my blogs again. Um, so. For those of you who need help, especially my veterans out there, um, all of these go specifically for you. Um... If you're a veteran who needs help, just remember you're not alone. You are loved. We love you. We need you. You can call 988 option 1. You can text 838 255. You can call 800 799 4889. You can call 844-889-5610. You can go to veteranscrisisline.net. You can go to stopsoldiersuicide.org and click on the Get Help button. You can go back and play those in case you missed them. Um, but yeah, so... I just want you to remember, you know, we love y'all. Um, if you need help, you can drop us an email. Um, send us a comment or whatever. I don't know where you see these at, but reach out. Um, I will always take time out of my day to make myself available <clears throat> for anybody who needs help. Um, there, I've laid the groundwork um, for a new, a new calling that we've received um, for our business, Rogue Patriot De uh, Designs. Um, 
We feel being led in this area. I've laid the groundwork, sending out some emails and whatnot, um, hoping hoping to hear back uh, from the people that I've messaged about it. But I've got a new design that I've been working on, and, and I've been trying to find... Um, I spent a month looking online to see if I could find a list of names of... Uh, my fellow brothers and sisters who are part of the 22 a day. Um, those veterans who have died by suicide. And I had no luck. I reached out to several contacts that I have that, that work uh, for different organizations that help veterans battling PTSD. Um, they didn't know anywhere I could find it. I know the VA doesn't track that stuff. Um, Upon doing all that research, I figured out and realized that there's not actually a national veteran suicide memorial. Um, we have memorials, national memorials in D.C. that recognize the heroes for, I do believe, every major conflict that we've been in since World War I but we don't have a national memorial recognizing those heroes who lost the battle that we face on a daily basis. And I think some of that has to do, I think partially because of the stigma that's attached to that. Um, I also know that there's a lot of um, things that need to be fixed regarding those type of deaths um, when it comes to both military and the VA. Um, because at the end of the day, dying like that does not make you any less of a hero. But anyway, back to what I was saying. The... So there's not a memorial um, for veteran suicide. And it was upon coming to that realization that I heard this little voice inside of me that said that we need to make sure that it happens. So the night that I spoke with my business partner about it, um, I sent out quite a few emails to different people um, still waiting to hear back from any of them. Um, this was last week when I sent the emails out. Um, so if any of you out there, um, you know, reach out to your, um, trustworthy, um, senators or people in Congress and have them reach out to me. Um, I reached out to quite a few myself, but um, some of them that I would like to reach out to and talk to about it, um, like the Freedom Caucus and uh, some others, they're, I'm not part of their state. 
Um, I'm not a member of their state. I'm not a resident in their state. So more likely than not, they're not going to talk to me. Um, but reach out to your people. Have them, have them reach out and contact me. They can go to roguepatriotdesigns.com. Uh, contact me through the website. They can send me an email to roguepatriotdesigns at gmail.com. Um, whatever, yeah. So have them reach out to me because that's something that I'm trying to make a reality. Um, one of two things that I, that is in the works now. So, yeah, but that's all I got for today. Uh, hope you all have a great weekend. We'll be seeing you here again in uh, another few days. All right, see ya.